The following podcast is an audio message from Harvest Bible Chapel in Rochester, Minnesota. You can find out more by visiting harvestrochester.org. Father, uh, that's our prayer in this place. God, we've come to church today not to hear a word from Steve, not to, not to see our friends, although those things are great. We've come, Lord, because we want to gather all the living stones, all the people that are known by your name, all the people that are covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to gather those people that we might be a temple, a tabernacle, that we might be a, a church, a building, a body of believers where your Holy Spirit resides. So come and fill this place with your glory. God, I pray that many people will be baptized today for your glory, by your grace and for your glory. And I pray that uh, we will all be astounded at the work of grace that you do in our own hearts and lives today. I pray all this in the strong name of your son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, who was buried and who lives again in his strong and matchless name. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, kind of a different service today. Thanks for coming. Really glad you're here. Um, it's so, so good to worship together, eh? That's the Canadian in me, eh? I'm not from Canada. I'm from Minnesota. It's close. It's so good to worship with you. Um, I'm not really preaching from the Word of God today uh, because we're going to hear the Word preached from people's lives, right? If no one said a word the rest of the service and I got in the tank with Kendra and I just baptized her, that's the gospel. That's it. Standing there, right? Jesus Christ crucified for me. He died. He was buried. And He rose again on the third day, conquering death, victory over my sin. That's it. But I want to at least take a few minutes and make sure we all understand the significance of what we're going to experience, right? I don't want anybody to come in here and go, oh, that's that way, and there's another way, and all that, like, just Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except through Him. Hey, that's the way. So I want to take a second and do that. You could see in your bulletin, if you'd pull it out quickly, um, couple things. There's an elders update. We always like to keep you informed with what we're doing and, and how progress is being made. These guys are serving you, so you can read that. Uh, just want to make sure that's in front of you. And then you'll see the notes there. Uh, this is what it looks like. The importance of baptism. The importance of baptism. So I just want to take a couple minutes and talk to you about the importance of baptism. Right? I'm not going to go through that. You can read that on your own. If you've never been baptized in water, okay, in, there's so many proofs. They went down into the water. They came up out. All that different stuff. I'm not going to kind of split hairs on that today. That's not the point, right? But if, if you've never gone down into the water and been immersed, right? Like that's the death. That's the burial. That's the resurrection. Um, I just pray that in between services, you just stay and you read over those things and get some counsel from other people. Look around and say, hey, have you ever been baptized? Talk to me about it. Show me from Acts. Show me from John. So, show me, right? And you won't leave here today 
without obeying Christ in baptism, okay? So, but it's not going to just be my words, but baptism is pretty important, right? Here's the number one reason that it's important. It is identification with Jesus Christ, our King, our Master, our Savior, the one who died for us. It's identifying with Him. You're like identifying, yeah, identifying with Him. I'm with Him. <laughs> I'm after Him. I'm doing what He's doing. I'm being Christ-like. I'm being a little Christ. That's why we call us Christians. Yeah, because we're like Christ. We do what Jesus Christ did. Second reason. There's a whole history of baptism. I studied it all week, and I could go on and on and on about what people think and this and that. You could go to Wikipedia and learn a ton, good and bad, <laughs> right? But why not just go to the Bible? Why not just go to the Bible? So here's just a run through the Bible. Okay, I can't take, can't take you to all these verses, but run through the Bible, right? In the Old Testament, what was baptism? It's never mentioned in the Old Testament. There's this thing in the Levitical priests. Uh, if you go to Leviticus, anybody ever read Leviticus? They're like, no, I stopped. <laughs> it's where people go to die when they read the Bible, all right? But it's, it's important, especially to the book we're studying, Hebrews, right? So Leviticus has so much in it, and it's about the priests and the Levites and all they had to do and about the people. It was all about cleanness and uncleanness. And because God's holy, he, he demands us to be holy. You holy? I don't think so. I'm not holy. You're like, what you doing up there? Saved by grace. A sinner saved by grace. That's what I'm doing up here. It's only in Christ I stand before you. Only him. In the Old Testament, the priests and Levites, what they did is offer sacrifices for the people, right? But they couldn't offer sacrifices for the people if they were unclean. So they had to go through these rituals and wash themselves and do all these things. And if anybody touched something wrong, did something wrong, you know the law, it's strict. strict. Then you had to wash yourself, you had to do all these things and and there was blood involved, too, with the priests. They were sprinkling blood. I think maybe that's where people get the sprinkling water thing. I don't know. Sprinkle blood if you want. Don't sprinkle water, right? Immerse with water, right? That's, that's clear. But I'm not immersing myself in blood. That's gross. All right, so just they were sprinkling blood and doing this stuff and scapegoats and all. Just read Leviticus 15 and 16. It's just crazy. And that's where it really started I want to be clean. I want to be clean. So I'm washing myself clean. There was all these rituals they had to do. You go read it. And then in between the Testaments, there was said to be, not a lot of biblical evidence, but why did John baptize and all these? So just, just a little bit. How would a Gentile become a Jew? How would a Gentile become a Jew? How would an unbeliever become a believer, right? That's what we want to know through the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, how would a Gentile become a, a Jew? Because they were God's chosen people. Well, people want to make it about, well, they were circumcised. Yes, that's biblical. In Exodus, it talks about that, right? And, and then they want to add some stuff. Isn't it like the Jews to add some traditions? I mean, can, can I, anybody? Did they add laws? Were the Pharisees like over the top? So here's what they added. Well, you got you to gotta be baptized. You got to be washed clean. Like the Levites and the priests were, you've got to be washed clean. We got to wash your sins away. And, and by the way, then you got to start offering sacrifices to God, right? With the sacrificial system, with the blood. 
So there's all this in the Old Testament. And then John the Baptist comes on the scene. And he's like, hey, y'all screwed up. You're all sinners. Jews, Gentiles, all of you alike. That's how he spoke. Right? And he was kind of in their face. He's like, repent! You're going to hell, you know? The kingdom of God is coming. You don't want to miss it. Repent! That's John the Baptist. And everybody's like wigging out, like, what is going on? We were like in our nice little traditional, like, what's going on? This guy is crazy. But he was the forerunner of Jesus. And even though his message was crazy, you know what? Baptism, sprinkling, washing isn't just for the Levitical priests, the holy chosen ones, and it's not just for the you know, Gentiles who want to be Jews, but it's also for everyone. Jews, Gentiles, doesn't matter if you're up here on the religious chain or down here. Not religious at all. Baptism is for everyone, and it's for repentance of sin. But John says something very particular. He says this. He says, I baptize with water, but there's one coming who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. What's the Holy Spirit mean? Like, ooh, man, you're going to get all weird. We start baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. No, it's not weird. It's not weird at all. People make it weird. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit fills you. That's baptism. He fills you up. He washes you clean. He goes in and through you. He's in you. You're like, dude, that's crazy. I know. That's what Jesus died to do, to change you spiritually. It's not about a physical thing. It's about a spiritual thing. And it happens inside of you. So nobody really knows what's going on inside of you. And so Jesus gave a command in Matthew 28. You're like, you left out a part. What's the fire baptism? You don't want to know that part. You either get baptized in the Spirit, you get saved, the blood of Jesus Christ, or someday it's hell. It's burning, right? Sorry, I didn't want to go there, but you were thinking about what he, he left that one off. I don't want to leave that off. But Jesus said, I baptize you, right? The Holy Spirit's going to come inside of you. But he also gave us commands. In Matthew 28, he says, Go, therefore, you know, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And so what did the disciples do? They did it. Here's what Acts chapter 2 says. Acts chapter 2 the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples and they began to preach. Peter in particular said this. He started talking about Jesus and he started saying, this Jesus whom you killed, he, he's now resurrected, he's now exalted. Jesus, God raised him up from the dead. He, he poured out his blood for you so that you could see it and hear it so that it could be tangible for you. It's a sacrifice for you. And the Jews got it. Because they got the sacrificial system. We don't really get the sacrificial system. Have you killed a lamb lately? Had its blood on your doorposts? You don't really get it. <laughs> but they got it. They understood what Jesus Christ was doing for them. And let that be an example to you. And at the end of it, because they got it, this is what they did and what happened. Okay, Verse 37 of Acts chapter, 20, or Acts chapter 2. Now when they heard this, they were 
cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Have you ever been to that moment where you've heard about Jesus and you're just like, I don't care what else. I don't care. Nothing else matters, just Jesus. He died for me. I'm a mess. You died for a mess, Jesus? He died for me. I'm a sinner. Yes, he died for you to reconcile you back to God. It's the greatest event. We're in the series greatest, right? It's the greatest event in all of human history. The most celebrated and the most hated. Jesus Christ dying for you and resurrected for you. It's the greatest event in all of human history. What should we do? And Peter said to them, repent, right? That's what John was saying. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, right? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, for the cleansing, right? To wash your sins away, literally it says later in 1 Peter. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone, I have that underlined. If you're here today, it's for you. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, I, I can't do that. I gotta be done now. But with many more words, he started to like, you gotta do this. Come on, you can do this. Jesus died for you. He paid for you. Be baptized. Accept the forgiveness of your sins. All these different things. He's just exhorting them, right? To be saved first and then to get into water because we can't see what's going on inside. We don't know if you really get it or not. But if you're willing to get in the tank and you're willing to identify with Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, now we see it. You get it. You want it. You want to be held accountable to it. You want to do it. You understand? Baptism is an outward showing of what has already happened inside of you. That's what it is. And so he kept speaking and he said, save yourself from this crooked generation. Do we live in a crooked generation? That's not hard. <laughs> so those who received his word were baptized. And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Now, there's not 3,000 people here, so I'm not expecting 3,000 baptisms. But I'll tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for 100% participation. If you have never been baptized as a believer, and you believe that Jesus Christ's blood covers your sin, that he paid for you, that he bought you back for Jesus, or for God. He bought you back. He redeemed you. He saved you. That's why we use all these churchy words. If you believe that, then since you believe that inside, then tell the world, right? It's a personal, it's a private decision that should be made into a public, right, declaration. That's why we baptize church. There's nothing weird or spiritual or crazy going on in there. Although when you obey Jesus Christ, you want to know what's happening? People go, I want to be filled with the Spirit. You're like, well, you're going to be, right? And you already have been at salvation, but you're going to be again. Why? Because when you obey Christ, He's filling you. He's filling you. To obey brings blessing. 
And to disobey, well, I don't want to go there either. But he loves you. He loves you. Let me say it again. He loves you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have sent his son to die for you. These guys that are getting baptized today want to tell you about it. So I want to. We, this is, I'm so jazzed up about this. This is the first time we've had water in a service at Harvest. Do you know that? Had to go to other buildings, this and that. We always use the pool, walk down, half the people leave. You're all here. You get to experience the gospel firsthand. People that are like, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, and I'm not afraid to tell the world I'm living for Jesus Christ. I'm pretty jazzed up about that. But i got to tell you this, and if you've done that before, you're pretty jazzed up too. So start praying. Because we want 100% participation. If you've never done that, if you've never bowed the knee to Jesus Christ, if you've never confessed that he's your Lord and Savior, if you've never accepted the blood payment for your sin and embraced him by faith, today's the day. Why not? We're going to get to it in a couple weeks. Do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Don't harden your heart like the Israelites did, like the Jews did. So 100% participation, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm praying for. If you know the Lord as your Savior, but you've never been baptized to declare it publicly, today's the day. I'm trying to break down every kind of resistance you would have to why you wouldn't do it. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because we want so badly for you to get it, but you got to get it, right? You're not ignorant now. You might be denying the truth. You might be uh, avoiding the truth. You might be just flat out not saved. I don't know, and I won't be the judge of that. God will. But I'll tell you this. You won't leave here without an opportunity, right? There's water, right? So we're going to baptize people, and we'll baptize people all day if we have to, if we get to, right? Right, we love you. I want you guys to think about this now. We're just going to sing a song. I have Brent sing it. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you've been baptized, I'm just going to ask you maybe... Turn around in your seat and just make it an altar. Just start praying. Because really, it doesn't matter what I say. What matters is if the Holy Spirit shows up in the heart and life of a person who is either disobeying or just doesn't know. So, if you feel like you need to do this, we're giving you invitation. We're giving you opportunity today. Okay? All right? Let's sing.